the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason uh, here on this Friday. Yeah, we, we made it through. What a what a crazy week, right? I mean, first it started uh, with turmoil in the Treasury market and how much more debt we needed. Uh, then, then we get a downgrade uh, by Fitch. Uh, and uh, and then of course it's jobs day so today we got the jobs number and uh, you know it's kind of interesting that we're they're rooting for less jobs right that's that's the that's the and who's rooting for it? I guess Wall Street's rooting for that right the bankers that that's what they're rooting for we want less people working we want a less robust economy kind of the exact the exact opposite of what you would expect uh but again when when you're dealing with a house of cards right when you're dealing with really cuz it you know fiat money is a ponzi scheme that's that's kind of what it's not kind of what it is it is what it is uh these are the things that happen when you with you know those signs where you know you're getting closer to the end hey we don't want a robust economy and we don't want people to have jobs that kind of tells you where we're at uh, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. And, uh, Jason, we did get the jobs number today, and it was lower. Uh, so they, they liked it. Uh, they were expecting 200,000 jobs. Of course, this is a July number. Uh, the whisper number, if you're into that sort of thing, was a little higher than that, like 220. Came in at 187,000 jobs created, uh, which is, you know, low considering they've been averaging, you know, 400,000 types. Uh, they did go back and revise June and May lower as well, so not as strong. Matter of fact, with revisions uh, to June, this will now be the second straight month of under 200,000 jobs created. And then the, in the details of the job, without health care. So health care was the, the big winner, 87,000. So almost half of the jobs were in health care. Uh, the, the, the jobs that normally dominate leisure and hospitality, right? So this is where the waiters, the waitresses, the plastics, the papers, right? I'm working at the, the resort. I'm working at the hotel, right? These are the, the lower paying jobs. Uh, I'm at McDonald's. You want fries with that? Only 17. Thousand, uh, Jason, and that—that's a scarier sign, right? Because that's something where, uh-oh, uh, th- that those jobs are very, very sensitive uh, when things slow down, and at least—and and it's only a month, so we can't make, you know, who knows what next month will bring, but uh, at least in this number, this month, uh, it does appear like there's been a big slowdown here, because this is a number. That normally, you know, look at ADP on Wednesday. 
they said over 300,000 jobs, and of that 300,000 of them were leisure hospitality. Uh, the government today saying, hey, the, the low end of the job market may have finally broke. It seems like it's getting there for sure. I think there's going to be a little more than this to, 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 to bear that out. But I'll, I'll say this. you know, I remember tw- uh, summer of 2022, uh, a lot more vacations. People were just anxious to get out. They felt like they had just been unlocked out of their jails from COVID. Uh, people going to the restaurants and stuff. And, and even though that, that bled into this year with a lot of people out doing stuff, sure seems like this summer everything just came to a halt. Everything just slowed way down. And we got a lot of summer. You know, even though school's already getting ready to be in session, there's still a lot of, you know, I, I still consider all of August and part of September is, is summer. And just seems doesn't seem like uh, hospitality and leisure, Joe. I don't think people are putting their money there anymore. They, uh, they probably have more important thing to place their money in. Yeah, so we'll see. And, again, like I said, I want to, you know, Make a huge deal on just one month. Uh, this is the, uh, the second straight month of below 200,000. Uh, really, for me, I'd have to see this number get below 100,000 uh, before I'm going to say, hey, uh-oh, yeah. right? The, the, you know, we, we got to get ready here. But but it's, it's, it's heading in that direction. But inside, again, the unemployment rate now that's a different survey that's the household survey jason hanging in there 3.5 percent so that's that's again that's about where we've been right unemployment you know 3.4 to say 3.7 uh but but 3.5 so the, the there's not a huge uptick there either and of course remember jay powell wants to see you fire right that that that's what he's hoping for right he he wants to see you lose jobs. Now, we're going to get another one of these. We'll get another one of these before the, the, the next rate hike or the, well, the next, I shouldn't say rate, the next Fed meeting. We'll get another one of these jobs reports. And I think what they'll look for, they'll want to see a lower number again. And they would love to see an uptick. In the unemployment rate, that would that would be another one. If they, if they were, you know, obviously we think it's going to be very driven on inflation data, right? Because we're going to get another inflation data, uh, more inflation numbers before the next Fed meeting. Uh, that's going to be the primary driver, right? They want to see that continue to fall. And then, Jason, if they could get an uptick in the unemployment rate, I think they would love that. You know, they want to get uh, this market to a position where they can stop rate hikes with reasonable information, data that, that does that, and they're, and they're really hoping for their soft landing and no recession. I, well, they may get to the part where they freeze the rate hikes, but the, uh, the no recession just seems far-fetched, Joe. Pizza Radio News Hour will be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Jobs Friday. A quick look at the markets. Uh, the Dow uh, up 168 points. The S&P's up 22. The Nasdaq's up 100. Uh, gold's up 8, uh, 9 now, uh, 1940. Silver uh, is unchanged right now, right around 23.75. Uh, we've got crude oil uh, up another 43 cents, uh, $82 unleaded gasoline uh, higher as well. But the, the news today, the softer jobs, the 10-year note, uh, which got the 4.2% uh, right now at 4.1%, so a little softer 
10-year note on the jobs data. But if you're like, you know what, this is nonsense. Uh, you know what, we just got downgraded. Matter of fact, uh, Fitch wasn't done uh, downgrading uh, our, our housing market. Uh, Fannie and Freddie uh, receiving downgrades today. Uh, and you're like, you know what? I, I need to divest. I need to, 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 to find somewhere else to go. Check out our friends at Y-Refi. Up to 10.25% fixed rates of return. It's fixed. What does that mean? Well, that means it's the same every month. Right? Uh, no roller coaster. You don't have to, gosh, did I make money this month? Did, did, did I, did I, did I get hammered this month? Uh, what, what happened? You know exactly what it's going to be. You can turn your income on. You can turn it off. Right? You get paid monthly if you want. Uh, you really have some great options. Uh, and again, like I said, the big thing, up to 10.25% rate of return for five years. If you go one year, you still get 6.25% just for a single year. Check them out. Invest. Yrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y. R-E-F-Y dot com, or just call them, 888-Y-REFI-24. Uh, let them know that Jason and I sent you. But, Jason, kind of interesting, isn't it, that this is where we are in jobs where today they're happy? They're happy. Hey, we've got less jobs. Yay. Uh, we're happy because uh, it looks like the first place that you would see weakness when you're like, okay, uh, what time, you know, remember, it's all about this no landing, soft landing, and I, I'm telling you, it's a crash landing, period. That's what it's going to be, right? But but in, until that point, one of the first places that you would go looking would be in two spots, leisure and hospitality jobs number and probably retail, right? And now I know retail is changing and a lot of it's online, but leisure and hospitality, only 17,000 jobs. Jason, retail, only 8,500 jobs. And those are probably the places that you would look at first, right? Where where are we going to have uh, losses? By the way, we had job losses in IT, right, which we know, right? Amazon, who had great numbers, by the way, great numbers out of Amazon. Apple, not so much, but Amazon's been laying off. Microsoft's been laying off, right? We know about the IT people. Transportation and warehousing, down 8,400. Now, this is before Yellow Freight. Uh, so th- this is another one of those leading indicators, right, that that, that market is softening. And then manufacturing, uh, uh, utilities, all had uh, negative job growth, but like I said, retail and leisure, uh, both of them barely positive. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll have to wait. If next month we get uh, those numbers dipping into the negative, I think we'll, we'll have a pretty good idea that we're starting to go exactly where we thought we'd end up. Yeah, and, and Joe, it's... Uh... I don't remember 2008 as, as well as you did. You were more, you were doing this. I wasn't doing this, but I was, you know, I was paying attention. But uh, it's, it's like the 2008 stuff, even though it was, it took place over a period of time, the information about how it was getting ready to happen and when it actually happened, it just was so much more sudden. And this one here, even even the optimistic guys on, on the mass media, they, they're even not very optimistic. And so it's just slowly but surely happening. 
And uh, you can get kind of lost in it. You know, if you listen to this stuff, if you listen to the Patriot Radio News Hour every day, you, you can get kind of lost and kind of, you know, the, the emergency side of it, the urgency seems to kind of float away when it because it's hard to, like, constantly be thinking about it. Who wants to think about it all the time? But it's happening step by step by step, Joe. It's like it's it just and, – and, and I think you're right. You've said it many times. You know, slowly at first and then all at once. But I think the slowly at first is just dragging out. But 2024, Joe, really seems to be the year that it's all going to come to a head. I think next year is going to it's going to be a freaky a freaky year for most people. And I'm going to tell you this. So remember what we talked about yesterday about the inverted yield curve, right? We're now uh, a month away from tying the length from the crash of '08. So what that tells you is this is the same pattern. It just takes a while, right? And 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 again, uh, remember the only one that went longer the Great Depression. So before the Great Depression hit, signs were showing up sixteen months ahead of time, seventeen months ahead of time. Here we're we're working on month thirteen right now. We're working on month thirteen. In the crash of 08, it took 14 months. So, again, th- this gradual stuff we're talking about, it's ha- it's been happening. It's been, and to Jason's point, it feels like a long time. Why is it taking so long? I get it. People are like, oh, well, you said this was going to happen. Look, the Dow's 35,000. And you're second guessing. No second guess. There's no second guessing. It's happening. Believe me, it is happening. What? Not because I what? Because I wanted to. No. Because we know how to do math. Right. Well, you know, and it muddies the waters, Joe. When you, when you dump forty percent of all circulating currency into the markets in 2020, that stuff takes a little bit of time to actually process, and that much money kind of makes people feel like things are okay. So you have to get all of that money out of the system. You know, it has to all dry up. Look at that reverse repo facility starting to drain out. Once all that money is, is, is leaves the system, then that's when recession and depression happens. And then we'll see where the rates stay or if they go up higher or how the inflation's affected, all of that stuff. And that, that's why it's taken so long, Joe. Just when you throw that much liquidity on everything, it just it takes a while for it all to, to get into the system. And look, we got the inflation part of it. It sure happened in the last couple of years. Yeah, and again, um, I think as we watch here, uh, the, the gradual is picking up. We did. We had calm, right? I, I talked about it uh, at, at length last month. Hey, we're in the calm, right? Where you know I likened it to you know the deadliest catch, right? You go, you hit the big wave, right? We had those bank failures. We hit a big wave. Well, and we went to the other side, and it was calm. That next wave, you can see it now. It's coming, right? You can see it. We couldn't see it a couple of months ago. We can see it now. It, 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 it is coming, and we're seeing it in two ways. One, I know they're going to say that inflation's going down, but everyone's seeing it's reinflating again, right? We can feel it, right? We can see it in, in, in oil prices, uh, wheat. Corn, right? The, the grocery store, still going to be a problem. Uh, then the jobs now, we'll see. We, we get another jobs number a little lower next month, and we see retail and leisure and hospitality 
uh, here at this low job output or heaven, heaven forbid, a negative job output, uh, th- then we'll know uh, that that, that wave is going to be a pretty big one. We, we did have, whether you like it or not, we had one bank get taken over last week and another bank had to quote-unquote merge. Right, so again, Jason, the wave is starting to build. I'll tell everybody right now, uh, the, 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 the narrative that it hasn't happened yet, right, and I get that. I'm gonna tell you right now, don't get, don't get lulled to sleep here. Don't, don't second guess. The data is what it is. Fitz wouldn't have come out and downgraded this week. If they already didn't know what was actually coming down the pipe in the next six months, they wouldn't have done it. If they thought the next six months, oh my gosh, it's going to be a soft landing, or heck, they're not even going to go in recession. There wouldn't have down, there would have been no downgrade. They already know the Federal Reserve already knows. Janet Yellen already knows. The only ones that don't know are, are the average retail guys out on the street, uh, throwing their money at Wall Street. Maybe the downgrade is a little bit like uh, the, the rate hikes, you know. Maybe maybe the downgrade was transitory earlier this year, or last year. Maybe this should have been happened much earlier, Joe. <laughs> and so now maybe you better get this one out quick because maybe another one's coming. You, you never know. They can go down to double A. You know, things get even worse, which they look like they will. So is double A in the future? Then you might have to get the first downgrade quick, get it out there quick because maybe maybe it should be double A. Maybe these other countries. Uh, maybe they're getting ready to be downgraded, also, Joe. So maybe they have I'm to going to say this right now. I, 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 I think that's all the triple A's that are left. You're on the clock. I think we can see a wave of of downgrades in in the end of this year, going into next year, without a doubt, a, an absolute tidal wave of downgrades. Uh, and as I said, Fitch uh, now saying that Fannie and Freddie are no longer triple A. And they said that uh, according to their, uh, the mission critical function of the U.S. housing finance system and the U.S. Treasury's preferred stock purchase agreement uh, and the question of liquidity is the reason why Fitch has downgraded Fannie and Freddie saying that the capital markets the liquidity situation in capital markets, if it were to deteriorate. Now, right now, they're saying if. But they obviously feel like that's the case, right? That there's going to be a, a further deterioration of liquidity. Because otherwise, why would you downgrade, right? Uh, obviously, they think this if is going to come to fruition. And they said that, They believe that the U.S. government will be forced to intervene. So kind of interesting out of Fitch. And let me read you the line. Should the liquidity in capital markets deteriorate over an extended period of time and without government, U.S. government intervention, that Fitch would revisit the ratings again. So Fitch is basically saying, listen, we're downgrading it because of the liquidity problem. We got a bad feeling it's going to continue, and the government's going to have one of two choices. You either intervene 
or you don't intervene. In that case, we're going to downgrade it again, Jason. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know, that could happen again, Joey. I mean, <laughs> the decisions being made aren't very good, so I, I, we'll see. I, I think I think a second downgrade could happen. It could absolutely happen. It's just, once again, it goes to the, the decision-making of, of those that make the decisions. I mean, I, I like that. You'll keep going back to transitory, right? You know, you never know when the next transitory is going to happen, Joe. <laughs> whatever, whatever words or, or phrases they're going to concoct to how things are going to be okay, and then uh, yeah, I guess I guess Fitch, if they're they're paying attention and they're strong enough, they could downgrade it again. And I I think another downgrade would be a much more major than the first one. Yeah, I, I agreed. So uh, again, the storm that is building, uh, Wolf Street, Wolf Richter. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I love the research that he does, uh, saying that the delinquency rates on commercial mortgage on office properties that have been securitized into commercial uh, mortgage-backed securities has spiked again in July, uh, now above 5%. The delinquency rate in April was 2.8%. So we've gone from 2.8% to 5%. Wolf Richter says it's only getting worse from here. We'll fill you in about that when we get back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason wrapping up the week on this Friday. Gold's up 9, 1940, almost 1941. Silver. It's up a few cents here, uh, 23.75. Last day, silver dimes, $95. This is, this is going to be the last day of silver dimes at $95 below that $2 a dime threshold. Uh, so make sure, uh, you add dimes and also the last day for the $10 Liberty, uh, the half ounce there at $8,070. Uh, the wholesalers, every wholesaler today informed me uh, the raising prices. Uh, the We actually had premiums dip below normal this last, what, 10 days or so, uh, Jason. And all of a sudden, uh, that that's ended right now. We're going to get premiums probably more in line with traditional way off the premium highs of covid so this is this is what you want when it's calm that this next wave hasn't gotten here yet don't wait for that wave to get here because when that wave gets here the prices are going to be higher the premiums are going to be higher 800-951-0592 and and jason you know think about what fitz just said about fannie and freddie there's already a liquidity problem. We know that, right? The sales are so low and going lower. Now, look at these new rates. How 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 much are our mortgage rate our mortgages applications going to drop next week? Right? They've been dropping three percent a week. You know, next week with this huge spike, what are we going to be looking at there? On top of that, uh, the Fed has been doing a very poor job. Well, I shouldn't say poor. They're having a hard time selling. The mortgage-backed security. Remember, this is quantitative tightening. 
They're supposed to be selling $35 billion a month of mortgage-backed securities. They're having a hard time doing it. And now Fitch is saying, hey, there's a problem here. Liquidity is very quickly drying up, and we're going to downgrade them. And, oh, by the way, if the government doesn't change its mind, we're going to downgrade them again because, Jason, they're going to be essentially, Fitch is kind of saying, hey, Fannie and Freddie are going to need a bailout of some sort. It's either you give up, right, and the Fed starts buying all the mortgage-backed securities again, right, which is going to make gold and silver skyrocket, or Fannie and Freddie are going to start hemorrhaging money. So do you think, Joe, if there's failures that actually allowed to happen uh, instead of bailouts? Does that help the rating, letting the failures die out and, and keeping the rest of the uh, actors, so to speak, uh, uh, floating? Or, or is it better for the credit rating if everybody survives as, as best as possible and have, you know, have what we had recently, which wasn't a bank failure, it was, it was you know, bought up by another bank? I mean, which, which one helps the credit rating the best? You know, it, that's a great question. And unfortunately, this is another one. There's no good answer. Obviously, not bailing out housing if it comes to that, and now remember what they said, liquidity problem, right? In other words, uh, with all of this treasury, and it makes sense, doesn't it? With the amount of treasuries being issued. Obviously, uh, Wolf Richter today, and, and we'll get back to this commercial real estate, this is the fastest climb in delinquencies in three months, the fastest three months decline, the the biggest seven month decline ever recorded, uh, way worse than what happened during the financial crisis. Remember the financial crisis, commercial real estate took a hit too. The defaults there it peaked at ten percent, and that was like in twenty twelve. We're already at five percent. We were at. We were below 2% in January. We're already at 5 This is going to be another big problem. But I guess my point being, Jason, they're worried there's not enough money to go around. So what are the choices? To your point, would it be better if the government didn't provide liquidity? Well, then you got a big problem, right? Because then Fannie, uh, Fannie and Freddie start suffering losses. Right? Who knows? You know, obviously that would drive up mortgage rates and, and make the problem even worse. Uh, if they do bail them out, well, then all of a sudden, what happens? Well, the budget grows, right? The, the budget deficit, it gets even worse, right? They're almost damned if they do, damned if they don't. They're kind, the government and the Fed are really caught in the same trap, aren't they? Yeah, it would seem that if you're uh, this is a, a a a debt rating, right? You know, this is this is how how good is is American debt? It seems like if you let some failures happen, that that would cure it, right? But since it's all intertwined so deeply together now, one failure leads to another failure, which leads to more failures, and at some point, you're bailing things out, you're printing money and, and putting money out there. I'm, I'm surprised America or any central bank uh, country would would have triple a status at all at this point in time joe i don't think any of them deserve triple a well, and, and again exists. i i jamie diamond said it yesterday i totally agree and this is again i actually see this this is another big problem japan 
is weak. We know that. But now I'm worried about Europe. We've got, uh, there's an issue here now. The, if the, could you imagine what will happen if, and really, I think it should happen if you all of a sudden get France gets downgraded, Germany gets downgraded, England gets downgraded, all these nations, all of a sudden these downgrades come, uh, and, and you saw what happened to bond yields. Jason, this, this, this is really, again, this first one, you can kind of brush it off a little bit. Okay. And only the only reason they can brush it off is Fitch did it before the wave got here, which I think was the plan. I, again, this was planned out. Fitch did not do this on their own. This was planned out. Let's do it now because in six months from now, the wave is going to be fully upon us and it will be worse. But, Jason, you can brush this one off. I don't think there's going to be any brushing off if all of a sudden the rating agent, Fitch, Moody's, uh, S&P, they start handing out downgrades to all these other countries. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Absolutely, Joe. So what's uh, I'll just uh, keep on selling gold and silver. How's that? <laughs> let's, right. let's get, that's what it really boils down to. You need to protect yourself against this stuff because we can't control that what these men in higher places are doing to, to, to try to fix what they've broken. And uh, gold and silver, it's, uh, it's not broken, Joe. It's been doing what it's supposed to be doing for a long, long time. 800-951-0592, rolls of silver dimes, final day, $95, $10 liberties, final day, $1,070. We'll be right back after the break. 800-951-0592, gold's up 11, 19.43, silver's now up 10 cents. Pretty quick, I don't know what happened during the break, uh, some more people deciding, uh, we need to not be short over the weekend, uh, $23.80, uh, silver dimes, the last day below $100, below that $2 level, silver dimes at $95 a roll. Uh, and then the $10 Liberty, it's just the best price. We're talking about, hey, what's my best value where I can be the most private, where I can buy it, sell it, trade it, not have to give out 1099s, uh, not have to get out social security numbers or get 1099. That's the $10 Liberty, uh, $1,070. Uh, then, of course, that is the gold piece there, the $10 Liberty gold piece, 1070 or the roll of silver dimes, 50 silver dimes at $95. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now, Wolf Richter. It, it, it is shocking the pace of defaults that are happening in the commercial real estate market, and particularly the office space market. Uh, the biggest on record. So think about we started the year at below 2% default rate, which is normal. Through July, it's at 5%. Wolf Richter's like, it's actually going faster, right? So remember this gradual, gradual, well, all of a sudden, default rates are spiking, just like we told you was going to happen. Here's the problem. Well, twofold. Number one, we got too much, right? Uh, nobody has to work, work at home, all that stuff. 
The real issue now, Jason, is nobody wants to be in the old buildings. Right? Why would you? Right? Well, uh, you can be in this 50-year-old building or this 10-year-old building. Right? You can be in this 70-year-old building or this 5-year-old building. And no one knows what to do. According to Wolf Richter, here's where the point we're at. They can't lower rates any cheaper than what they already are on these old buildings because they won't be able to get loans. Now, remember, we explained this to you a month ago. You need to have income of 25% greater than what the mortgage payment is. And we're all, Wolf, according to Wolf Richter, we're already there. They cannot go lower. They won't be able to get loans. This is why you're going to see this, this, this tsunami of defaults happening in this space. This is why more banks are going to go under. And, and the other side of this, Jason, that really is, when you look at it, what are you going to do? Well, now they're empty. Right? Now they're empty. Well, what are they worth? Well, I don't know. Are they worth anything? Right? Can you, uh, well, nobody wants to go in that building, right? I mean, you're talking about haircuts. This is why some of these older buildings, they're losing almost 90% of its value. Uh, think about that. That's essentially saying it's almost worthless. At that point, At ninety, you take a 90% haircut, whoever buys it, he's probably going to knock the building down. I remember watching uh, the Big Short, and they uh, when they, when the guys that were early on figuring out that this thing was really bad, and this wasn't you know uh, commercial, this was you know residential, and they said when it got to six percent defaults, that's when the game over, the whole thing was going to collapse. And they were talking worldwide economic collapse. Some of these guys, and what did you just say earlier in the show? I think that these commercial defaults have hit five percent, right, Joe? I'm guessing there's a similar situation there. You get to a certain number of defaults percentage-wise, and this thing falls apart really fast. You know, can you imagine if it gets like to eight or nine or even ten percent, Joe? Because I saw a video recently of San Francisco going down some of their main streets, and some of these streets had complete blocks of empty commercial buildings, completely empty in San Francisco. And we know they got a lot of problems there, but so did Detroit. Remember how bad Detroit was. I think there's more cities turning into Detroit right before our eyes, and people just have to look at it. Manhattan, down 50%. San Francisco, 70%. Houston, Houston. Everyone's moving to Texas, down 80%. Jason, this is the scope and the magnitude. So when you sit there and we talk about, okay, what's what's happening? And let's just take uh, now to the end of the year. So here's what we know. The job market, it's slowed. Right? We're not doing 300, 400, 500,000 jobs anymore. Right? Second straight month below 200,000. We'll see. It wasn't very encouraging, the, the job numbers and leisure and hospitality and retail. We'll see what next month brings. We've caught a break on inflation, mostly because some real big numbers are falling off. But it does appear that inflation is starting to pick up again. And, of course, look at oil. Energy starts a lot of things, right? Energy causes inflation in just about everything. 
That's why I've always said you want to end a productive society, get rid of cheap energy. We have, at the very least, a significant commercial real estate problem, at the very least. It could be a major problem. And this morning, Fitch said, hey, watch out for Fannie and Freddie because there's a liquidity problem and either the feds needs to start turning into a buyer, the government either needs to start buying these mortgage-backed securities or we're going to have more problems. Jason, you, you add that to, to everything else out there, including uh, the Treasury and the amount of debt they have to sell. Uh, again, I think we got to, the next time we get the, the repo numbers, that will tell us a big story about how much time we have left, how much how little is left in these repo markets? That's the that's probably the last piece of information we need. Patriot Radio News Hour wrapping up the week. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason. Patriot Radio News Hour wrapping up a Friday. According to the St. Louis Fed, we're down to one point seven trillion dollars in the reverse repo. Uh, it peaked. At $2.53 trillion. And uh, on, I want to say, yeah, so December 30th, 2022. So essentially, it started the year with $2.5 trillion. Very similar, you know, what Wolf Richter was talking about in the commercial real estate market, right? Uh, and the rapid acceleration. Jason, we went from 2.5 to 1.7 in in seven months, and we know next week the Fed's already the Treasury's already said, "Hey, we're going to have this huge auction. We can see this thing fall by another couple hundred billion dollars here in August, right? Put it put it down to 1.5, uh, maybe even 1.4." Uh, and, and again, that pace, the 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 way we're tracking. It's going to be well below a trillion dollars before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, and you're saying next year uh, you don't see it being four trillion dollars because things should should settle a little bit. But you know we don't know what kind of rocky roads c- coming next year, and uh, what kind of so-called solutions they'll be coming up with when things get really rocky. So can you imagine? Can you imagine four trillion dollars added to the debt next year if that's even? that even happens how bad things are going to be you know, look of course 40 trillion like at the end of 2024 would, uh, yeah you know, I it's don't, not I a don't. real possibility uh, un- unfortunately if you if you said okay one of two things it's either going to be two trillion or four trillion which one is it going to be <laughs> right I would say four trillion right there it's more likely yeah. it would be four trillion than two trillion now do I think either one is going to happen? No. Uh, but $3 trillion is it's going to be close. It's either going to be somewhere just under $3 trillion, just over $3 trillion, which is astronomical to think about. And unfortunately, to Jason's point, if it is a crash, well, you you know the oh, stimulus packages, right? This, that, the other. It could you could easily see four trillion in that scenario uh, play out, and that that's just that that is mind blowing, really is. 
I guess it depends on how much goes on the Fed's balance sheet versus how much is borrowed by the actual government. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. We can see, right. We're, we, we, and again, I think Fitch today kind of said it out loud. Hey, this quantitative tightening thing, yeah, that needs to stop pretty quick. Right? That, that needs to come to an end pretty quickly. Uh, and again, I think where we're sitting here with gold and silver, we know. Right, they, 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 there's not many rate hikes lo- left. Even if inflation is roaring back, there's just not many left. Uh, and now Fitch is saying, "Hey, this quantitative tightening, yeah, that needs to stop." And oh, by the way, it is how the way we're looking at the commercial real estate market, the mortgage-backed security market, uh, that may need to start again, right? Because again, with no one knows where the bottom is there. So who would buy anything right now, right? That's kind of the problem, right? Where's the bottom? Nobody really knows. So true, Joe, so true. So uh, we'll keep our eye on it. And uh, silver and gold, that's your way, your way in. 800-951-0592, right, Joe? $95 rolls of dimes. One, uh, what is it? 1070 on the $10 Liberties, 800-951-0592. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.